This journey of life is paved with ebbs and flows, many highs and lows. We often trip over stumbling blocks that seem almost impassable. And as a result, we blaze trails creating our own paths, never pausing long enough to recognize that we were never meant to do it alone. Welcome to the Surrendered Walk Podcast. surrendered walk family words make worlds I heard someone say this recently and I'm not quite sure what they actually meant when they expressed it but after listening to someone else explain the phrase it occurred to me that this may not be too far from the truth. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> in Genesis chapter 1, in the first few verses, God literally spoke the world into existence. Words do make words. And if they have that much power, should we watch ours? Let's talk about it. How and who we are are consequences of words. I pray you all had a blessed week. And that the mercy of the Lord was with you. I recently posted a video on Instagram and in it I mentioned two things. I said that cancer did two things for me, or I should say is doing two things for me. One, it rescued me. More on that to come. But two, it's transforming my character. And the biggest way that I'm seeing the character transformation is in my speech. This sent me on a study of James chapter 3, and boy, was I blown away by what my speech has been doing over the years. Death and life are truly in the power of the tongue. My recent study pointed out three things. And I would like to share them with you, if you don't mind. (laughs) Did you know that the tongue is accountable? James chapter 3 starts off by saying, Not many of you should become teachers. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Why, James? because the tongue is accountable (laughs) he goes on to say because we will be judged for what we say with greater judgment say what (laughs) the tool used by a teacher 
to impart knowledge is the tongue. It doesn't matter what is being taught. If the due diligence can't be carried out before imparting said knowledge, we, you, or I am accountable. In other words, don't pursue the, the position if you're not willing to shoulder the responsibility. In today's society, it is so easy to declare oneself a teacher. But you have to bear in mind that just because it's so easy, it's also easier to be judged. Though this sounds a bit threatening, it's no reason to be fearful. I mean, I looked at it as all the more reason to study to show myself approved. But if nothing else, at least to be more reverent. The tongue is powerful. In verse 3 of chapter 3, things like horse bits, ships, rudders, and small fires are mentioned. These are small things that control really big things. The tongue has a controlling influence over the body. Small thing over a big thing. However, if you can gain control over it, you can control the body. I heard someone tell a story once about going on vacation with their husband and she mentioned that she had not been on a horse since she was five years old and her and her husband decided to go horseback riding she said when she got on the horse she just got filled up with anxiety because she realized that this big strong animal can do just about anything with her I found it funny because she said she didn't know if it was going to replay a Gone with the Wind scene, just take off running. She didn't know if it was going to throw her. She didn't know if she fell off and it trampled her, if her body was going to be okay. Those are all valid concerns, right? And so she said she turned to her husband, who is modern-day Dr. Doolittle, knows a lot about animals. And she told him, tell me something that's going to help with my anxiety about this animal. So he told her that the bit in the horse's mouth is connected in areas of sensitivity. So though she may be significantly smaller than the horse and feel like she doesn't have any control, If she were to pull on the reins, let's say if the horse took off like a gone with the wind seed, she can rein the horse in and because of that discomfort, the horse would stop, do what she asks. We need to put some spiritual bits in place that will make us uncomfortable enough to stop our destructive natures, the tongue. (laughs) Things like surrender, 
sacrifice, estimation of others. Why? Because the truth is, if we can't control our mouths, we can't control anything. Remember that saying? Who would think that our overall growth in holiness, restraint, and providence would be linked to our ability to restrain our speech? If it's harder to tame the tongue than it is to tame anything else, then that must mean if we're able to tame the tongue, we can gain victory in other trouble areas of the body. In other words, if we struggle with overindulging in social media, finances, procrastination, etc., getting a reign over our words will actually be beneficial. Yes, I know this is all all much easier said than done because I'm living it right now. And there are times where I experience physical pain trying to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you heard me correct. Physical pain. Because I have to talk to the Lord. I have to say, God, am I to say something? And if I am, what do you want me to say? Am I, am I taking this personal? Why am I taking it personal? What about what they did or said is causing me to react this way? It's a whole a plethora of things you have to go through to be able to not open your mouth and say the wrong thing. Right? But I wouldn't have it any other way. In the word, we are cautioned to hate sin as much as God does. Guys, do you realize this is the only way we will stop sinning? Yes, we must stop sinning here before we go to heaven. Now, I realize some of you might not agree with me. But my Bible tells me to be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. And it also tells me that I can do all things through Christ. So I have to die daily and bring my mouth under subjection to the Holy Spirit and have Him season my words with love, kindness, gentleness, and goodness. I am not feeling the best right now and there's so much more I want to talk to you about so I've made the decision the executive decision to make this a two-part podcast episode so I'm going to stop here but I want you to go over this this um, episode and just you know, reach out to me. Let me know what your, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Is is it really necessary for us to guard our tongues? Should we really be paying attention to how we speak to people and what we say and how we say it? Does that really matter to God? I think so. I really do. And in this season of my life, I'm learning that there were things I've said in the past to people that just kind of tore them down. But those same words 
can be used to build people back up, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. (laughs) Be blessed. Remain surrendered. And as you go into this week, surrender your words unto the Lord so he can season them with love, goodness, gentleness, kindness, love. And you will have peace as you go through your week because you'll notice a difference in how people respond based on how you speak. Especially if you have issues like I had with authoritativeness and sounding more stern than you even intend to. But I pray that your week will be blessed. I pray that you've prepared for it so that it can be successful. And I pray God's mercy and grace over you. May God watch over us while we're absent one from another. Smooches. Hi, beloved. It's Mo here. Just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for listening. And to remind you, that you can always find me over at The Surrendered Walk on Instagram. And you are welcome to drop me a note at thesurrenderedwalk at gmail.com. Until next episode, may the Lord watch between us while we're absent one from the other. Be blessed and remain what? You guessed it, surrendered. Surrendered.